Well, we're glad uh, you're here with us today. You know, it's a it's a busy time of year, isn't it? Just kids getting out of school, all the graduations, you know, and couldn't help but think driving by one of the high schools. He talked about when the graduation service was, and I don't, I don't know if you experienced this, uh, which I did at, at my high school graduation. So uh, they give different awards for people. And uh, this one guy, I think there was a guy and a girl. It's hard to remember how long it was now. <clears throat> a few years ago. Anyways, uh, so they come up and we're going to ask Bill, Bill and Jody, come on up here, you know, and they come up and they go, well, we're going to give them this special award today because from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade, they never missed a day of school. And I'm like, I can't even relate with that. I mean, that is unbelievable. How in the world did, did someone could do that? How in the world could so? Can you imagine? You know they had to be sick sometime. <laughs> How in the world could they do that? The only way that we can look at something like that or and we take it over in our spiritual life, you have to have the willpower to do it. Because there's going to be days emotionally, physically, whatever you name it, it's just not happening. Well, we're looking at this series on uh, your life with Jesus and the timing and the seasons. And we brought together last week how it's so important, and I want you to get this as we look at it every week, how it's so important when it comes to your spiritual life, always look at the seasons. If you look at time, you're going to get confused because our time is clock time. God's time is seasons. And so as we look at God's word today, before we do, let's open a prayer. Father, we're just so grateful, Lord, that we have your word that is a, a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Lord, we know there's so many of us here today that need answers. Whether someone's here lonely today, they're uncertain about their future, Father, maybe it could be anything from, we know it, health situations or finances or, Lord, someone uh, that has lost a mate that's here today, Lord, and has been married for so long. Just so many different things, Lord. Uncertainty. We just pray that, that you would just so bless those that are here today, that they feel your presence and they know what to do through you. And whatever it may be, in Jesus' name, amen. I want us to look at a promise when we're going to look at today that what happens when we learn spiritually. Now, remember, I want you to get this. When we're, when we're learning spiritually, it's always a season. If we look at it with time, we're going to get confused. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. I want you to know that this is a promise. And anytime you read a portion of scripture in the Bible, and it's a promise, stop for a minute, take your time, and see what God is saying to you. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, this is a promise to you and to I. What happens when we 
begin to learn spiritually whatever it might be in, in your life and my life. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Read the first part of it again. Be confident of this very thing that he who has begun. I want you to know today, I want you to take the pressure off of yourself. You know, we live in a society today, there's so much pressure to be perfect. We looked at last week on uh, whether it's Facebook or whatever it might be, you put the, in all the different uh, things that people do to airbrush and you've got just the right picture and all the selfies and we, everything that we went over last week. Everything, there's so much pressure for you to be the most perfect person out there. It's not possible. But through Jesus Christ, I want you to know today, God tells us that what he begins in you, he's going to complete it. So when we begin to learn spiritually, know that God is doing something in our life, that he's given you something. You don't have to work it. You know, it's amazing if you've been in this situation, even probably as a teenager on up, you've been in situations where you go, to apply for a job and there's many people apply for that job and you might even get hired the same time as someone else and you see the other person while you begin to work in that job situation that they work it. They know what they're doing to work and, and get around and do whatever and certain things so they can get ahead and you're saying, you know, really, is it, is it, does it have to be that way? And I'm here to tell you today, no, it doesn't. Because when God opens a door in your life, no one can shut it. God shuts a door, no one can open it. So that being said, I want you to, to know that what is the result of that promise today? I want you to take, relax. You're, all of us here today, I can tell you this one thing. You're too hard on yourself. All of us. The devil loves to, he, he, the Bible tells us God's word, his greatest tool, one of them that he uses against us is that he, the devil, he is the accuser of the brethren. And he comes at you and he comes at me. You're not worthy. You won't achieve that. God can't use you. Look at your past. Look where you are. Too much time has gone by. All these different things. And I want you to know that that's not true. He God, who has begun a good work in you through Jesus Christ, he, your dependency is on him. Relax. Knowing that the, the promise of that is you can take a deep breath and you can rest. That being said, let's look at the second verse in John chapter 14. And then if God is doing that, where do we come into play then? What am I supposed to do? We're supposed to do something. In John chapter 14 and verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will teach you not just a few, not just some, not many, but all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. If one of the goals that I have every week 
as we gather in this place, it is to remind you and even to remind me that you have a spirit. Jesus Christ's spirit is within you. We forget that. We forget it's so easy that we are a spiritual being. And being spiritual, God teaches us in a way that he tells us in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is the principal thing. It's the greatest thing that you and I can get in our spirit, which we're going to look at another verse that, that coincides with that in just a minute. Because we live in a society today more than any other time with your kids and your relationships whether you're single or whether you're married, whatever it might be, it's complicated. It's difficult. You know, I was really disheartened. And stay with me uh, when, I'm, when I want to share this truth because of, uh, I don't want you to take it the wrong way. But I was watching the basketball playoffs the other night. And uh, it was uh, Minnesota were playing uh, in the basketball. Minnesota's playing against uh, Toronto. And uh, I've said this before, and I don't want to go down this path, but drinking one beer is not going to send you to hell, okay? Now, I, you know, I don't want people to drink. I don't think it's good and all, everything goes with that. But I, I preface that with this, what I was so disappointed in. And you're going to know what I'm talking about if you saw this. Front row, on the front row of the one side and the front row of the other side during the game, Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the most elite quarterbacks who's ever played the game, who is also, I believe, one of his offensive linemen who he's going to play with this coming season, was on the other side. And they showed this like it's such a cool thing that he was having, trying to, he, the other guy was chugging beer and he was trying, they were trying to have a contest and they're showing this on the camera on, on television night. Now, here's what I was disappointed. Did I get mad? Did I get upset? No. What was I disappointed? How many young people look up to him, look up to the other athlete, and they're, everybody's laughing and everybody's seeing who can chuck the, the most amount of beer. And I'm thinking, really? I mean, I, 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 I thought at one time, where's the role model come in? See, what I'm saying is that how that we need discernment today. How that when we see, Lord, teach me, where is the balance? It, it is becoming popular. Listen to me. It's becoming popular now on some of the newer churches and the emergent churches to where, to where listen, that the Old Testament is really, well, in words of one great pastor today, who pastors one of the largest churches of America. Let's just unhinge the Old Testament. Now that's where we're at today. All scripture is defined. It's, it's divinely inspired. We're going to look and close with a, a verse in the Old Testament. Today. I, what, am, what am I trying to say today? I'm trying to share with you today that with your kids with what they're hearing at school, with what you're facing in work situations, you and I need discernment. We need to know that Holy Spirit, that spiritual side in our life works. He is real. He is a person. He is the third part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, 
when I'm leaving, that's this portion of scripture, I'm going to leave you myself with you in my spirit. Christ in you, God tells us in his word, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We need hope in this world today. That being said, let's bring this other passage that goes right along with this. And you know, if you attend City Church a few times a year, I refer to this verse because it's so important. I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 20. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> the Father of glory, may give to you. Notice, once again, you don't have to work it. God gives us his spirit. He gives us his spirit. And if you want to know how to get some answers for what is taking place in your life, his spirit ignites this book, which is God's word. And as I say every week, God knows exactly what you're going to face tomorrow. And if you open that word up, you're going to get exactly what you need for someone that you're going to talk to, for a phone call that you're going to get, or you fill in the blank. God is there to give you wisdom. What does he do? He says he gives it to us, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of glory at the inheritance of the saints. What is the hope of his calling? You know, <clears throat> you know what we all need today, all of us, that's why you got up and came here today. What we all need, man, I, I need some hope. Hey, is, are things going to change? Lord, I, I, I want some joy. I want some peace. I, I'm, I'm uncertain. He says he's going to give you hope of the calling. You know what that is? If you're here today and all of you are breathing, which you are, he knows exactly who you are. And he has a calling on your life that only you can do. And when you get in line with what he has for you to do, there is no greater joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. When we know and we're lined up and <clears throat> we're doing whatever God has called us to do, and it doesn't matter if you're a construction worker or you're a teacher, it doesn't matter what we do for a living. God has called us for a purpose to do whatever it is in this life to be a kingdom person. In other words, what do you mean, Dallas? To live in such a way that we are experiencing the joy with Jesus. See, what we learn, what we're learning all the time is that as complicated as this life is, Jesus lights my path. And when he lights my path, I can go further. I can see. Let's continue on and we'll close in a few minutes. 
And what is the exceedingly greatness of his power towards us, that's you and I today, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. What are we learning? What I want you to know today is the same power that God used to raise Jesus from the grave. That same power you and I can tap into for whatever we face in this life. See, what he wants us to know today, what, what, what can we learn? What can we learn is that it's given to us. You don't have to work it. Right here it is. All you have to do is pick it up and read it. And the Holy Spirit that's working lights your path. And as he lights your path, you won't give up and you won't get frustrated like so many people that I knew and that you knew that where are they now? You know why they're not where they should be with the Lord? And I'm not getting down on them. It's because their time, their time, God didn't do what he, they thought that he was going to do. Well, you know, it's been... Well, Dallas, it's been five years, it's been six, it's been seven years, and I, what's going on? That's our time. God's saying, I want to build a character in your life. And I want to so build something in your life, I want to refine you to such a place that you experience this joy, that you and I see what life is really about. Because most of us here today have somebody already waiting for us in heaven. And our life is like that. And God wants you to have joy. You ever talk to somebody, you know, a lot of times it's uh, at an elevator or whatever, you're uncomfortable, you don't know the person. Hey, what are you doing? You know, you're just having to, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Well, just, uh, <clears throat> just, uh, just killing time. Ah, oh, I hate when I hear Just killing time. Minutes are so precious, and as we get older, they become more precious. But I want you to know today, and we're going to close with this illustration. I want you to know today, if you're here and you're, you're, you just feel like you're, you're in this, this, you're just here. You don't know when is, Lord, when's this going to change? Well, I have an answer for you. I don't know. <laughs> How's that? Well, you're glad that you came here, just closing here, right? <laughs> the hope of his calling for you, all of us, God is working in your life. And you are so unique and you are so loved. <coughs> He's got this incredible plan for you. Let's close with this. Very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 41. I'm going to give you a backdrop to this story. You can bring series, which so many people have, uh, Bible study series on the life of Joseph. Years and years and years ago, somewhere between 13, 15 years before this passage that we read, Joseph said to his brothers, you know, I had this incredible dream. And they're all there, and he's just a young guy at this time. And he says, one day that 
you know, God's going to do this great thing. I, I don't know. I can't quite figure out what he's going to do with me, but he's going to do something great. And, and you guys, my older brothers, all, all of you, all my older brothers, you guys are going to actually bow down and you're going to be my servants. <laughs> well, that went over real well. <laughs> and then what made it even worse that Joseph's father, well, he was seen to be the favorite out of all the sons. And they were jealous. So they had a plot that they would kill him. And one of the brothers intervened and said, no, 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 we can't, we can't take it this far. And at that point in time, they saw a caravan going to Egypt with, with the, uh, the caravan leaders. They had slaves chained to the, <clears throat> they were walking alongside the caravan with the camels. Actually, we could relate with this camel right over here. You know what? All these years, I've never used one of these as an illustration. Can you believe that? Wow. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Anyways, so, so he's sold in to slavery. A kid doesn't know the language. All of a sudden, every ounce of security that he's ever had is gone. Nothing's worse than being around, let alone being someone who is young and then being around everyone. You're sold to, to a slave and then, and then you can't even understand what they're saying. He's gone. Well, make a long story short, they take blood on this coat that his father had given him and they put animal's blood on it, took it back to the dad and says, he, you know, we, we, he was so ravaged we can't even bring the body back. Uh, he was killed by an animal and we're sorry dad and his dad wept greatly and I don't do the story justice but <clears throat> many things happened he became a servant God had favor on his life but Potter's uh, Potiphar's who was a, a great leader uh, in Egypt had Joseph working for him and Joseph was a, a good looking guy and had everything going for him and and Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph. He said, no, I cannot do this to my servant, let alone to my God. I cannot commit this act. And he fled. She grabbed his coat, and she accused him of trying to rape her. And Potiphar, some way, somehow, by the hand of God, God intervened, and instead of killing him right on the spot, he could have. He threw him into prison. What did Joseph do? Can you imagine? He's sitting in prison thinking, what did I do to deserve the Lord, all of a sudden, you know, here I am at home, everything, I, I think everything's fine, and, and then I get sold, and, all, and, and you know what? Finally, things are starting to, even though I, I, I have everything that I can do in, in my servant's household, things are finally starting to get better, and then it just, again, pounded on me, and it ripped out from underneath me again. Isn't that, it's always, listen, I want to share this with you. When the devil comes at you hard, he hit, be ready because he's going to hit you again because he knows you're down. Just be ready. And he's there and he's in prison. As he's in prison thinking, what in the world has happened to my life? The chief butler and the chief baker get thrown into prison. And they have these crazy dreams. And Joseph says, well, 
why don't you tell me? And he gives, always gives God the credit. He goes, God gives me the ability to interpret. You know, whatever it is that, that you and I are able to achieve, uh, let me just interject this. Sometimes, sometimes we're going to get this. It takes so long because God is building something in your life. It takes so long for him to finish that aspect because he's going to so bless you. He so refines you because he doesn't want you to do something stupid when you're so blessed. So he's there and he says, you know, the Lord's given me ability to interpret dreams. Really? Yeah. So Butler says, well, hey, here's my dream. And he tells him what's going on. He says, okay, well, this is what's going to happen in a few days. They're going to call back up and you'll be put back in service. And the, the baker comes to him and Tells him basically the same thing. He says, well, I get bad news that in three days that you're going to be killed. Exactly what happened. The butler was put back. The baker was killed. Let's pick up the story in Genesis chapter 41. I'm just going to read one verse. Genesis chapter 41, verse 1. Then it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by a river. Why he said, "Alice, why are you reading that?" <coughs> Joseph said, "Listen, I told you guys this dream. Just when you go before Pharaoh, please, please, don't forget me." <coughs> Hey, he's human. You know, we look, we look at the Old Testament saints and, and the apostles like, hey, they, 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 you know, just, they, they can withstand anything. No, they're just like we are. He was begging, please, don't, please remember me. I'm in prison. From what we understand, he's been in captivity in prison some 13 years. 13 years. You know, just when you and I think we got a feeling, we think we're finally getting out of this, and we're going to, and you know what? Bam! It's quiet again. See, what the Lord wants us to learn, that when it's quiet, he wants us to listen carefully because he's teaching us something. But we can choose to get bitter, angry, give up. So many have. You can't figure out why your mate's not here anymore. You can't figure out why you went through that divorce you went through. You can't figure out why your, your adult child is out in the world and you taught them the ways of the Lord. I, I don't have the answer for that. But I do have the answer is that God's grace is sufficient not tomorrow, but today. You know what he means by that? Every day. He doesn't give you enough grace to where it takes you into tomorrow. His grace is sufficient enough. He's going to fill you up just for today exactly what you need. And it's overflowing. And then tomorrow, you'll get what you need for tomorrow. That's why we are here to learn from this. And we study it. And we know that it's not a time factor. It's, it's a season. He's building a character in your life. So when that time is up and you are so blessed, you will not 
do what so many of the pastors that I have pastored with, that I have known over 40 years of ministry, that they were so gifted amazingly and built great churches. But the refining, they forgot who gave them all that they had and they went out and committed immoral sins and adultery. See, I'm here to tell you today what I want you to know with this and we're going to finish up that two more years. She does. <laughs> two more years. Can you imagine? He thought he was, he thought he was out. Why was it two more years? Well, the Bible tells us after two full years that the butler had completely forgotten him, but then Pharaoh had a dream. And then the butler says, oh, there was a servant, a Hebrew. He, I was in jail, and, and Pharaoh, he interpreted this dream. He says, well, where is he? He says, he's still in prison. He says, well, get him over here. I want you to know, listen to me. I want you to know God doesn't tease you. He's not out there to hurt you, harm you. When it time is over, it's over. And he brings you out of there. And the reason why it might have to go another two full years, that he's going to so bless you, you better hold on. That's who he is. And immediately, he went before Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, listen, I, I, I have this dream. It's so disturbing. He says, I, and I'll, I, there's these cows and then there's this corn. And, and the cows, are, there's, they're so strong, but they eat the other cows up. And then the, the bad cows eat the good cows up. And then there's these ears of corn that there's good ears of corn. And they eat the bad ears of corn. And then the bad ears eat the good ears. Of, I don't even know what he's saying. He said, okay, I'll tell you what it is. He says, they're both the same dream with one interpretation. He says, you're going to have seven years of unbelievable blessings of grain. And then you're going to have famine like you've never, ever, ever seen of seven bad years. That's it. That's it. That's it. And he says, Max, as a matter of fact, what you should do is, and he began to tell him all the things you should do in those seven years of prepare for the bad years. And this is what you need to do. You know what Favor did? He looks around, he looks around to all the leaders and says, hey, uh, who's going to be in charge here? Well, you know what? There's nobody better than this guy right here. Joseph immediately went from prison one day to second in command of millions of people. God blessed him with a wife, with children. God gave him power and authority. Why didn't he abuse it? Because God wasn't looking at clock time. He was building a season in his life so he could impact people for eternity. What God is doing in your life today in my life I don't quite know, but I know that you're his child. 
And I know that he doesn't tease you. And I know that he has a plan. And if it's taking so much longer than what you thought, you better get ready for the blessings because he's going to bless you. So all I ask you today in closing is believe who Jesus is. Know that he's going to teach you. You will learn from his word how to get through this time. Know that he is the God of all comfort. He is the Prince of Peace when you go through what you're going through. And when you get to the other side, you will say, Lord, I don't want to ever go through that again. But I am who I am today. I love who I am today. You've made me who I am today. And Lord, I can't wait to see what you have for me to do tomorrow. That's the God we serve. So when the devil beats you up, knocks you down, kicks you all over the place, no. God sees it all. He's right there with you. And he's going to bless you. So unbelievable. And it might be two more years, 13, 14, 15 years. But no, it's worth it. You will reach other people for heaven because of what you've been through. And <clears throat> you will have unspeakable joy that whatever you've been through, that you have this hope of his calling, that you see eternity, you bring it down into this earth. You live in such a way, always knowing that heaven is right there. And you're going to enjoy your family in a greater way. You're going to look at life in such a unique way. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today, <clears throat> are you at that two more year place? I mean, here you are. I want you to know that you are God's child. And he's teaching you something that's so valuable right now that let him, is that scripture we read today, open the eyes of your heart. Jesus, open the eyes of my heart. Let me see in such a way through the adversity that I face and that I am facing that it might not change everything, but I can see. I know where to put my foot today, tomorrow, and the joy and the peace that you give me. And all along the way, you're right there, encouraging me, loving me, and letting me know the blessings are not only out there, but they're with you all along right now, today. See, I want you to have that joy. You've just been here today just to be reminded. God will never leave you. Jesus will never forsake you. And if it's quiet in your life right now, in this world so spinning out of control that you feel no one cares, I want you to know in the middle of the night, you can call upon Jesus.
He hears you. Father, we come to you today. Lord, if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, we ask you, Jesus, that may a friend bring a friend, may a family member bring a family, or may they just step out, or if they're watching on YouTube, pray, Jesus, forgive me, a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins, Jesus. Lord, it's a gift that you've given us. Father, we thank you today. We give you glory. If there's one here as Ben leads us right now, may they come and accept you today. In Jesus' name.